I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere, MTMV Sports. So happy to be joined once again by Zach Petrov. He is one of the coolest dudes around, man. Um, always has, has incredible knowledge for us. He's talked to us in the past about dynasty stuff and fantasy football. He is back um, on the podcast, ready to give us some more. Um, well, give us his takes about this hot stuff that's happening in the NFL, man. There's so much stuff going down right now in the NFL, man. Like, I mean, every piece has fallen. Earl Thomas is with the Ravens. Ingram's with the Ravens. Um, I mean, all kind of stuff. Anthony Barr is back with the Vikings. Just all, just all manners of nonsense. Um, Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. I mean, Jesus, what's going on? And Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. is off to the Cleveland oh, Browns. Man. Bruh, like, I, I don't even, I can't even, I, I can't even, like. <laughs> um, Dude, it's, been, it's been the craziest offseason in recent memory for me. I mean, this has just been wild. I can't even, yeah. Yo, the next thing that we're going to hear is Peyton Manning's coming back, and he's taking <laughs> over for Eli, and Eli has been shipped off to the Dolphins. Like, that's, I don't know what to expect would it anymore. Shock you at this point, though? Yeah, would that shock you right now? No, not even. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so ready for whatever this is right now, to be honest with you. And so um, we're going to hop in. I just want his reactions to some of the stuff that's been going down. So let's start off with the first question I have. Um, man, how do you feel about the Browns and the offseason that they're having right now? Oh, man. I mean, how can't you love it? I mean, trading Odell Beckham for uh, their first-round pick, third-round pick, and, and Jabril Peppers. I mean, Jabril's been a solid piece for them you know, since they drafted him out of Michigan a couple years ago. But, I mean, getting Odell Beckham just a key piece for Baker to throw to you, I mean, and then add in, you know, they got Jarvis Landry and all these guys. I mean, it's, it's looking like a solid team. I mean, whether or not you agree with the Kareem Hunt trade or, or signing, I mean, that's a, that's a big signing for them, too, just to add another weapon in that offense when he comes back from suspension. I mean, that's huge. Um, I mean, Greg Robinson at left tackle. I mean, that I, it couldn't get much better than what they're doing right now. It's, it's crazy. It is absolutely insane, man. Um, I, golly. What will the defense do? Like, how do we even defend that, right? Like, okay, cool. We'll put two on Landry. Well, actually, no. We'll put one on Landry, hoping they have a season like he did last year. And then we'll put two on Odell Beckham Jr., hoping that he's not fully recovered. And then, man, we pray that Kareem Hunt gets suspended or, or isn't fully allowed to play. Um, and if that's the case, then all we have to worry really about um, is, you know, Nick Chubb. No big deal. Yeah, no, no big deal at all. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have, you know, one of the best you know, rookie campaigns of, of last year. <laughs> no big deal at all, right? Yeah, and then just <laughs> Baker May- Mayfield and David Njoku. You know, I mean, nothing big, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. I mean, seriously, though, what we could be looking at here is like a, like a Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown type of thing in, in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, or what it used to be, with, with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Lander. I mean, those two, I mean, we could see one of the, the two of the best tandem wide receivers in the game right now. Yeah, hands down. And and the crazy part is, is that, you know that little thing that probably was going on between Antonio Brown and Juju that you're kind of like, okay, cool, they're dancing together, but I don't know if they're really brothers like that. You don't yeah. have that You don't have that to worry about in Cleveland because those no, two guys I mean, are for real. Yeah, they're two LSU brothers. I mean, they go way back. So, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, it's going to be huge for Cleveland. I mean, what a time to be a Cleveland Brown fan. I mean, for real, these guys have been through I mean, me being a Viking fan, I know what it's like for your team to suck for so long, and how, for how long that that team suck. I mean, they're they're going to be these fans. 
man, I got this guy, my, my homeboy named Peasy, man. He has this song called What a Time to Be Alive, right? And, um, yeah. and it, I mean, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, what a time. <laughs> oh, for real, yeah, for real. No, I mean, these guys, I mean, they're hating on all these guys hopping on the bandwagon, but how can you not hop, in this, hop on this bandwagon, man? Bro, to be honest with you, I hopped on that bandwagon last year, and um, yeah, it's too. been a really fun ride. It's been awesome, man. I've been love seeing this. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna claim myself to just be this diehard Brown fan, but I'm a fan, man. It's, really, it's a good looking team right now. Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do it, man. I'm, I've been a Browns fan since 2018, so I like, you can't tell me anything, really, right? So, exactly. <laughs> yo. Um, yo, you're a big Vikings fan. Talking about that, you're a huge Vikings fan. You guys got a chance to keep Anthony Barr. What does that mean? Um, how significant is that to the team? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a diehard Vikings fan since day one. So, um, yeah, I mean, to keep a, to keep a guy like Barr, it's, it's huge, man. Like, any way to keep this guy was going to be was going to be big. Now, I mean, you want to talk about salary cap and whatnot. I mean, thirteen and a half million is kind of nuts if you ask me. I mean, we could have possibly done a lot more, but in all reality. You know, I hear Vikings fans talk about all that that, that all the time I mean, since sign and bar that it was kind of a it, it was too expensive for us. It was too rich because I mean we needed all this help on offensive line. But who can sign? I mean, all these offensive average offensive linemen were signing for record-setting deals, and it's like ah, I don't want to spend that. You know, I'd rather get a key piece like Anthony Barr on the uh, on the defensive side, and he's so versatile. I mean, that off-ball linebacker position is just huge in, in that Mike Zimmer offense or uh, defense. So. Uh, it's, it, it's huge, man. It's it's very key to keep these guys in, in their spots here. Yeah, he's been a scary piece for you guys. He's been, um, whenever we played you all, we knew that there's at least somebody. And when I say we, I mean the same. So whenever yeah. we, we played against the Vikings, I knew there was somebody, right, who you had to account for who had the speed to run with your running backs and also had the speed around the edge to put the pressure on your quarterback. And so um, Anthony Barr is somebody I really, really respect, um, somebody we really fear. So I, I, I absolutely love that. When you guys pulled him in the draft, I was slightly hesitant to hop on that bandwagon. Um, oh, but you too, man. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he seemed like a, a bus waiting to happen to me for some reason. But I was wrong and happy to be wrong. Um, I'm looking at this current draft. There are some people who seem like they're very boomer bust. Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray is one of those guys, right? Seems very yeah. boomer bust to me. His pro day was earlier this week. Um, where, where do you see him landing in this draft? I mean, they just, the Cardinals just picked up Terrell Suggs. I mean, the only other guy that I can see them drafting is Nick Bosa, but I, they, they have their edge rushers now, Chandler Jones and, and Terrell Suggs. I mean, that's... That's huge for them. And then, I mean, Kyler Murray is going to be probably going number one overall now because, I mean, they don't need that edge rusher anymore. You know what I mean? So I got to say number one overall. So you think he goes number one overall? I do. I do. I mean, there's all the talk about, you know, him going number one overall and Cliff Kingsbury and all this stuff. I believe it. I mean, I got it. I mean, when you when you pick up a guy like Terrell Suggs, and, I mean, the only other guy, who are you going to, who are you going to take? Uh, Nick Bosa? I mean, I, I just... Was it going to sit behind Terrell Suggs, or what's the? I mean, what would be the plan there? I think that they're going on after Kyler Murray. They trade Josh Rosen. Hopefully, they get some draft capital this year, and, and maybe take a take a younger kid like maybe that Charles Amenehu or whatever his name is from Texas. Um, I mean, he looks like a solid defensive end, but probably more of a project. Someone that could sit behind Suggs for a year and, and maybe and maybe learn a little bit. But yeah, I mean, take the kid Kyler Murray. I want to first overall there. I mean. I wouldn't mind it. You're definitely talking about a boomer bust player, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a good pick. Sounds good. Um, yo, 
this draft is a little bit weird. I know you're a big draft guy, right? And I know you're, you know, watching the combine, paying attention to all the stuff that's happening. Um, this draft seems like it's stock full of great players, especially at the top of this draft. You have guys like Nick Bosa that you mentioned earlier, right? But then there's some athletic freaks at the wide receiver position that some people aren't talking about. I think this is a bit of an underrated wide receiver draft class. Um, do you see any potential stars there? How, how does this class rank in, in comparison to other classes? Yeah, this, I mean, this is the best class since, I mean, when was it when Trevor came out? Was that 2014? 2014, yep. Yeah, when everyone was talking about, this, you know, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxon, all these dudes coming out, this class, uh, for me, is way, it's just head and shoulders above that class, and that's saying something. Um, Wait, you said I, it's above that class? Head and shoulders, dude. What? Head and shoulders above them. I think this is going to be the best wide receiver class we see in a long time. Wow. Is this off the strength of Metcalf? (laughs) What's that? Is this off the strength of Metcalf? Oh, man. It's more than just Metcalf. I mean, mean, Kelvin Harmon, Nikhil Harry, A.J. Brown, uh, even even Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. I mean, I think he's going to be huge, too. Even his size. His size doesn't worry me as much as his foot injury worries me, but I still think he's going to be a hell of a player. Um, Debo Samuel, uh, Hakeem Butler, I mean, these guys, I think all these guys are going to be, I mean, heck of players in, in the NFL, man. I think it's going to be, it's going to be one of those classes where you look back and you're like, wow, I mean, I can't believe all these guys came out of this one class. Andy Isabella, did he fall in that, that range for you too? Are you looking at him like that? Um, maybe not that, as high as the, uh, some of those guys. I, I do have uh have a lot of my rookie rankings out there. I want to say I have him right around like 12 or 13 overall. Got it. Which honestly isn't that bad if you look at the class. And I mean, how I feel about this class. Um, if he lands in the right spot in a, in a team that needs, you know, he's not just a slot guy. I mean, he's been labeled as just a slot guy. This guy can play. He can go deep, man. He's got some vertical ability. He's quick. I mean, I think he did like a 4-3-3-40. Yeah, he ran I mean, a, think of the official 4-3-1 for one of them, right? Like he... He he shocked everybody. He shocked a lot of people at the at the combine. Yeah, man, he's he's crazy fast. So I mean, don't just don't just label him as a slot guy. This guy can do a lot more than just that. So um, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got very very big potential. Just like a lot of these guys here. Yo, can we get that top five from you? Like, who's the top five wide receivers in this year's draft for you? Oh man, top five. I've been <laughs> I've been just loving up on some DK Metcalf, man. Even before that four three that four three three year end. Yep. I was even I was a fan even before that. I mean, even before the muscle pictures. I mean, come on, this, this dude is this dude's gonna be legit. I can't um, front. I, was, I became a fan when I saw the muscle pictures. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of people, but that's, that's weird to say. <laughs> it's weird to say, but it's true. Oh man, he's a beast. But I mean, now just I mean, I'm gonna elaborate a little bit because everyone's talking about him just being a vertical threat. No, man, this dude is so much better than that. I know his agility scores were a little off, but. Nah, dude, let him, let him break some routes off like he knows how to. Let him stack stack defenders like he can, and his separation is just—it's it, elite already, man. Get him in the NFL, and he's he's gonna excel, and and he's easy my number one. Um, my, my number two is Nikhil Harry. I mean, the only reason why he's not number one is just because of the way he catches. Sometimes he gets, he lets that ball get deep in his chest and just kind of lets it eat him up a little bit. That's the only reason why he's not my one. But um, if if he could get better at that, I mean, I could see him having just a hell of a career as well. Um, my number three, I know we're all t- everyone was talking about Kelvin Harmon kind of having a, a bad combine. Let the tape speak for itself. I mean, do more work than just watching the combine. This kid is for real. 
Um, my four and five, they've been flopped around quite a bit, but we're going A.J. Brown at four, another Ole Miss guy, and then uh, Debo Samuel at five. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a small break, and then we'll be right back. Coming hey, in. this is Alani Martin, track state champion, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Isaac, right, let me ask you this. I heard your list so far. Is Hollywood not there for you? Hollywood's my six. So he's, he's right there, but he's, he's my six. Okay, okay. After, so. watching, after watching the Senior Bowl, I, the reason why I moved, I, that I moved D, uh, Debo ahead of Hollywood was just because of that foot injury. It, it, it honestly scares me quite a bit. Um, and then you add in on the side, too. It's, it's just those factors just push him out of that top five. I watched the Senior Bowl, and Debo Samuel killed it. I mean, it's just that dude's route running is it's probably tops in this class, to be honest with you. Um, watching his tape at South Carolina, I mean, he kind of came off as kind of slow to me. I didn't see that explosiveness, um, which, I mean, wasn't bad in the combine. But, I don't know, I think, he, I think he's going to be uh, – that top five is going to change. I mean, where that landing spot is, it, it, it can change, but – um, I mean, he looks like a legit player to me. Yo, talk to us about um, who helped himself. You talked about people, you know, watching the combine and saying this guy hurt himself. He said Harmon hurt himself a little bit at the combine. Who helped themselves a lot at the combine? Oh, man. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about Kyler Murray. I mean, he probably helped himself the most out of anyone by not participating at the combine. <laughs> um, the quarterbacks in this class came, I mean, they, they come off as fairly weak to me. Um, I, I don't really see that standout quarterback. And by Kyler Murray not throwing, I mean, he basically put himself at that one for me. I mean, he was right between I, – I, I was having a hard time ranking Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, and Kyler Murray. After the combine, I mean, even like I said, even though Kyler didn't participate, all he did was weigh in. I mean, he put himself at that top spot for me. Actually, I wrote an article on Kyler Murray that uh, I just finished up today for Good Iron Experts, so that should be dropping here pretty soon. Um Another guy that helped. I mean, I got. A, I mean, I got a, quite a few here. I mean, that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, you got Mike Weber, um, Ohio State running back, Miles Sanders, who killed the combine. I mean, that dude. Uh, I, I actually, uh, one of the guys that write with Seth Keller has just been bragging about him for a long time. I had I had to stop and watch some tape on him for you know for a couple of days to just be like, wow, this dude is legit. Then he comes in and blows up the combine. I mean, he he couldn't have helped himself anymore. I mean, that's. He, he, he had a really good combine. And then someone who got kind of buried after all the Josh Jacobs talk, I mean, him not participating as well is pretty big for him. But um, his uh, his teammate, Damian Harris, I mean, he, he just kind of he kind of fell off when everyone started talking about Josh Jacobs during the national championship game. And, uh, I mean, wrestling, so I mean, Jacobs is a good running back. But Damian Harris, he, I mean, he killed that combine too, and he looked really good, really agile. And something I didn't expect to see out of him was his agility. You know, I – Kind of saw a lot of stiffness when I was watching him run, but I mean the dude looks good, and I think he's he's going to be uh, a big time running back. I, I think I think this running back class gets a lot of hate, and I think it's a I think it's a little more solid than what, what they get credit for. To be honest with you, do you see Jacobs and um, and Harris being a little bit like Chubb and Sony Michelle? Yeah, man. No, exactly. I, I knew exactly where you're going with that. It's yeah, no, that's exactly what it's like there, man. I mean they, it's yeah. I mean Harris is Chubb and. And uh, Michelle or Jacobs is uh, is Michelle. So I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I I like those counts for those two. And that's I mean, that's fucking big after those two rookies kind of blew it up last year. Yeah, one won the Super Bowl and one like killed it, right? Like, uh, did he? Kill, yeah. 
I mean, he, he did a really, really great job. He took somebody's job <laughs> and Carlos Hyde, exactly. and then um, now he's just a man in that backfield. So, no, he is. I mean, he was my number two running back coming out of the class last year. So, I mean, I thought pretty highly of Chubb as well. So, so I know you're you're studying this tape. You're checking people out. Who needs a really, really great pro day or a really, really great individual workout to help themselves after they fell off a little bit um, from the first half of this draft process? Man, uh, you know, I, I I wrote an article about this guy as well, um, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Um, I really like the dude coming out of coming out, coming out of Stanford. I mean, I wrote an early article about him as, as a guy to watch early on in the season, and I still think he's going to be a solid prospect. And he didn't participate in the combine. Um, he was waiting for his pro day to do all these tests, and and uh, I, I don't know if that was exactly the right move, <laughs> just because he he wasn't exactly as highly talked about as you know the DK Metcalf and and Akil Harris, and, and that's not his game either. He's not going to be the most athletic guy out there, but the one thing he can do is go up and get it. Uh, I, would, I mean, he's, I would put him at probably top three in this class is getting that contested ball. Um, I mean, put him in the red zone. Put him at, who, needs a t- who needs a red zone threat more than the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> I, mean, we're, I mean, we were like the, I think the 25th or something ranked offense in the red zone, and that's where Whiteside just excelled was, was inside the red zone. Uh, seven out of 14 of his touchdowns were inside the red zone. You know, if, if he can if he can show out as, at, at his pro day, you know, get a good vert, uh, get a good vertical jump, good broad jump, show his, show some agility and and really you know just portray his true skills. I think he's going to be a great boundary red zone kind of guy in the in the NFL. So let me ask you about Bryce Love, one of the most highly sought after guys beforehand, right? Yeah, man, he was my number two going uh, before he decided to go back to school last year. So, what, where, where is he looking like now? Sorry, my number three last year. But, I, man, this, the injury killed him. The injury really killed him. And it's, it, it sucks to see when, you know, a, a highly touted guy like that goes down with an injury, uh, especially an ACL injury. Um, I personally have him, I want to say, where do I have him? I think I have him like six right now. And it, honestly, it's just because of the injury. I think he, he, he has the skills. I mean, he's, he's a good ball catcher. I mean, the guy's got good vision. He's quick. He's, I mean, he's agile. I mean, he's got all the traits that you want. He probably could, you know, stand to bulk up a little bit. But um, I, you find him, at, he, he, he's probably going to be the steal of the draft. I could, I could easily see it. Um, someone's going to get him in the fourth, fifth round, and he should probably go right around the first or second if he was healthy. So I'm hearing that, what was it like, uh, 2018? He was clocked at like a 4-2, right? Um do you think he can get back to that speed? Um, I mean, four two, gosh, that's fast. Um, put, put him at well, four two seven, uh, and this is allegedly. That? This is allegedly. Like, <laughs> so he was like a four two nine or something like that. Yeah, four two seven guy. That's what. Yeah, I've seen that. And uh, to get back to that, I mean, why not? I, I would put him at four three five or something like that. But um, I mean, we're talking about a blink of an eye here as well. So um, yeah, I mean, that's I still think he's going to be able to put up numbers like that. I mean, why not? I mean, the kid's done it. He, he's done it before. And from all, from all, everything I've seen, everything I've watched, and I watched that kid a lot last year, he, I mean, I, he's, he's going to be a steel man. And I think he's going to, he could easily run that quick if he was healthy. Yo, I, I know you, you dive deep. So what, what I would really love to give people right now is some, some sleepers in this draft that could have some big impact on the franchise. Oh, man. Um, sleepers. All right. Um, Divina Zigbo out of Nebraska. Um, running back. He's going to be probably around that 6'3", 
six, seven round range. Um, I mean, we could be talking about him as like the next Philip Lindsay, but so much bigger. <laughs> he's like six foot two thirty, um, and the dude. I mean, he I mean, he could pass block. His his catching ability is not not all there, but I mean, he can just run people over, and he can make you miss. Um, I mean, so he's definitely someone I you know I'd like to see. Uh, um, trying to think of a team that he'd be be good to land on there. Uh, you know, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I mean, just I mean, get, get him in a backfield that needs someone to run the ball. I mean, he could be. Good, uh, good short yardage guy, someone that's going to get you some touchdowns and uh, put up a decent amount of yards in his rookie year. Um, I mean, my favorite one coming into the combine, he's, he's not anymore, which kind of kind of stinks, but uh, Paris Campbell. Um, no one was really talking about him. Um, I was watching him a little bit last year. Um, showed good speed, you know, good quickness and everything, but didn't really put up the yards and then just blew up this year. I think he had like 90 receptions for, you know, something, something over 1,000 yards and, and quite a few touchdowns. So, he, uh, I was hoping that you know he'd stay a sleeper, and maybe uh, maybe a team could uh, could take him late. And uh, some, you know, in my fantasy leagues, my dynasty leagues, I'm going to be taking him kind of later in the drafts. But nope, he he blew up the combine, and now he's going to be going probably right around the third round, I'd say. Um, so he's definitely someone to uh, to kind of watch where he he lands, and and uh, I could see him having a solid career in the NFL. Awesome, man. Look. You're one of the biggest dynasty guys I know. And I know there's so much, you know, right now is about that time dynasty guys are looking around, trying to figure out what's happening. All the cards I mean, are reshuffled. We're looking at our stops right now. I, I love this. This is, my, this is like my Christmas. This, is, this, this whole time from combine to draft is like my Christmas. Yo, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was, um, so look, there was an episode that I was going to release earlier today. And I was just so happy about all the cards reshuffling, but it didn't record well, so I didn't release it. But I was so incredibly geeked about all the stuff that's happening. And I said in that podcast, I'm like, yo, this is my time of year. In the AFL, I mean the AAF, I'm sorry, has ushered this in so well because there's this big law that generally happens and people have forgotten a little bit about football. But because of this new Alliance League, I've been into that and then bam, I'm ready for all this craziness that the um, NFL is doing, right? The NFL is dominating oh, yeah. the off field the off the field stuff has they've been dominating the headlines like none like no other sport for me right now. No, I love it, man. I mean, with the, yeah, like you said, it, it, the AAF's been killing it. I love what they're doing, too. Um, I mean, even when they didn't have the AAF, though, AAF, though I'm, I'm watching NFL games, like, every single day. It's nonstop. Like, before I go to work, I'm watching I'm watching tape on these, these young kids. Well, you know, on my breaks at work, I'm watching watching pieces of, like, some NFL games and whatnot. It's just like I can't get enough of it. And, yeah, just all the stuff going on, I just, it's, it's great, man. I love it. I, this, this is just the best. <laughs> I'm a nerd when it comes to football, though. Like, you're just a crazy nerd, man. Like, my fiance, she she always has to hear about it, and she's like, "Come on, can we talk about something else?" I'm like, "No." This is what we're talking about, love. (laughs) (laughs) She can probably hear hear me right now. She's probably like rolling her eyes or something. Yo, yo, tell her I apologize. My wife is always doing the same thing. Yo, let let me ask you this, man. I mean, I know you don't want to help everybody in your league right but there are other people in other leagues maybe they should possibly be thinking about some moves to make dynasty wise or maybe some trades offers are being um kind of sent their way based on people's new situations um what are some like either free agency moves that you think free agency moves or right um some trades that some people should be thinking about right now to help them in in their fantasy season 
Yeah, man, that's kind of the that's kind of the bad part about me writing for you know writing for Good Earn and, and Dynasty Happy Hour and Last Word on Sports and then doing doing podcasts and whatnot and hopping on the radio. It's like, oh gosh, they don't hear what I'm saying. They don't want to talk. They know my strategies. All my league mates know what's going on. It's like, oh, I might be hearing, but no, I love talking about it. But yeah, I mean, there was quite the, all these. Moves, there's been so many moves, man. I mean, I don't even know where to start right now. I mean, one of my favorites, though, on the radar is, is, is John Brown of the Bills, man. Just send him deep and let Josh Allen toss at 80 yards. <laughs> I mean, I think that's going to be, I, I think that's going to be widely, just greatly underrated from uh, from what people are talking about. I mean, no one's really talking about it. No one's talked about, you know, how great of a deep threat that John, uh, John Brown is. Zach, and, that's why you're a champ, bro, because I saw that same thing. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, John Brown is definitely one of my sleepers. Yeah, man, for sure. And, I mean, just, you know, I mean, we all know how far Josh Allen can toss that rock. Yes. <laughs> Let John Brown run underneath that thing. It's going to be huge. Um, I mean, another one of my favorites that, uh, you know, on the defensive side is C.J. Mosley, man, to the Jets. I think that is legit for them. I mean, put and then put Jamal Adams at the back end, all these pieces that they got on the defensive line. I mean, they're probably drafting Quinn and Williams third overall, I can see. So, um, I mean, I think that really locks up that defense. And I know they thought they were getting bar. Sorry, Jets fans, but that didn't happen. Um, that would have been, been killer for that defense. Um, but I mean, another trade, something you might want to, I mean, I think we all thought about this, but I think we got to go out and get Antonio Brown. And I don't think Derek Carr is as bad as everyone's talking about. I mean, I know there's so much hate going on for Carr and, and Gruden and all those guys there last year. He's really not that bad of a quarterback. I don't, uh, personally, from what I've seen, I mean, I think the dude, he could probably stand to work on a little accuracy, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's there. I think you put Antonio Brown and, and, uh, and someone like him in, in, in the mix there and then, you know, they're probably going to look at, I don't know, they, I, mean, they, they got Trenton Brown as well. I mean, I like that over there. I mean, why not go get Antonio Brown, someone who's a little older? You know, he's going to be less trade value. Uh, his value is going to be down a little bit in trade. So, I mean, why not go out and try to get him? Because, um, I mean, you look at all the other big names. I mean, Odell Beckham going to the Browns. You're not going to get uh, Odell Beckham for cheap anymore. I got him so cheap when he was with the Giants. I mean, it's hurt, man. Um, I think I got him for, like, a, a first and a third and a, and a starter in uh, a – this year's rookie picks, and I mean that's like nothing. You know, that's like dirt. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about Odell Beckham. I mean, that dude's elite. So I mean, you're not getting that for him anymore. And and left goal going to the Jets is huge for him. So you, I mean, you're not trading low for him anymore. So um, I think Brown's the big one when you t- when you look at uh, guys on new teams and and, and uh, the trades that were made there. Yo, who are some of the biggest like? Okay, so somebody has a brand new home. You mentioned Brown having a brand new home, and that opens up, you know, things for him. Even though he was like high anyway, right? And Odell Beckham, he doesn't. He no longer has that situation with a somewhat. I don't want to call Eli in up because I love Eli, right? But Eli wasn't at his best last year. So okay, Eli wasn't at his best last year. That kind of hurt Odell Beckham's trade value. Now he's with Baker. He should his trade value should. I mean, not trade value, but his overall value, fantasy value, should go up, right? John Brown, we oh, yeah. mentioned his value will go up. Um, I'm gonna throw out some names, and you tell me if their um, value has went up or if it's went down. You look at a guy like Mark Ingram. He's now in Baltimore. Has his value went up or down? RB1, dude. He's he's going to be RB1 territory for me. Like, not one overall, but like inside the top 12 for me. I think that's huge. Um, I mean, they, Ravens could stand to get some O-line help, which I think they address in, in the draft here. Um, and free agency isn't over either, so that could, it could still happen. But um, I think mean, some zone power running scheme there, and, and that's what Mark Ingram excels at. So, I mean, 
I know you lost your you lost your boy there, but <laughs> I think that's a that's a great time for the Ravens. I almost cried, my dude, to be honest with you, but I don't blame you, man. Bruh, like, do you know how cool they were together? Oh, I know, man. They're they're sweet, dude. I, I mean, I just I like watching guys going out and having fun and having a good time and whatnot. Like you and Juju and Antonio Brown were out there dancing. Yeah, and all these guys going out there having a good time. I love seeing that, man. It's it's fun to watch. They had a for real brother. Like that crap. Yeah, but I, mean, I love it, man. I love seeing that. They had a for real brotherhood, man. They used to wear like matching outfits after the game, <laughs> during the interviews. Yeah, yeah that's man. pretty cool. When man, anyway, we're not gonna get that with this. We're not gonna get that with your guy, even though cool, man. You know, I'm like, okay, welcome, but still, Latavius oh, Murray's not gonna do that. No, well, oh, you should you should see Murray and Cook going at it. All, I mean, I was at training camp a lot last year, and watching those two just you know wrap it up was pretty cool. They're they're they were were they cool? They were, yeah, man. I wouldn't say they were like. You know, Kamara and Ingram cool, but I mean, they were like, you know, next tier down cool. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you a question. Does you you've been to the training camps, right? Oh yeah. yeah. All right, all right, bet. So at training camp, is Latavius dancing during like like during the warm ups, or is he just kind of like stoic? He's more he's more hyping up Cook. <laughs> he, was, he was like Cook's hype man. So that's okay. That's what I'm wondering. I, I don't know what their vibe is gonna be. Is it gonna be like Latavius Murray coming in, like, "Hey, I'm your new big brother now. You know, we're cool now." And is that gonna be a problem, right? Because Kamara's personality seems a little weird to me. Um, yeah, he seems like a goofball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I really don't know how they're gonna get along, and and them getting along matters so much to me. But whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah. Now, Murray, Murray's, he, he, yeah, Murray might take. I mean, he could take over that big brother role and just be like, "Yo, this is my dude. He's gonna do his thing, and and I got you. I'm gonna hype you up. We're gonna be good." And yeah, I, it could be good, man. I, I like it. Okay. Um, let me just throw another, a few more names out here. Saquon Barkley. What does his um value do now? He's there minus a lot of weapons now. And when I say oh, a lot, man. I just mean Odell. So, <laughs> <laughs> minus the Odell, what does that do for Saquon's value now? Well, okay. His value probably couldn't get any higher than it was. I mean, you were probably talking about the first overall pick in a lot of leagues. Probably, you know, probably you know, unless you're talking about like Gurley or Zeke or you know, if it's super flex, you know, Mahomes. But you know, I I want I'm gonna say it stays the same. I think he could still be that for between you know 101, 103 range. You don't and, think it uh, drops? No, man, I don't think it does. And here's why: I know uh, when you look at the franchise overall. The Giants don't look like they know what the hell they're doing. But the signing of Golden Tate, I secretly like as a fantasy uh, fantasy asset there for yeah. Saquon Barkley because I mean it does. Ingram, Evan Ingram's a good he, he's a good weapon to have, especially in, you know at the tight end position. He's going to have a bounce back here. Golden Tate, I mean he's going to be that he's going to be that target monster that eats up receptions like crazy. Um, certainly Shepard's going to do his thing like he's done. He's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna be bad any more than he really is either. So uh, you know, I'm looking at this as kind of a plus for Saquon Barkley, and you get um, Ziegler. What is the name? Ziegler from the Browns, who is actually a solid uh, guard, and you put him and Will Hernandez on uh, on the same line. Just big body guys. You got Nate Solder on the outside, who I know didn't have a great year, but he's still another big body dude. And hey, open up those holes for Saquon and let him run through it. Okay, so you see Saquon actually benefiting from this. I wouldn't say benefiting. I would just say it, it's it's pretty stagnant the, when you look at the the overall value flux, whether up or down. I'd say it's pretty much the same for him. And right. I know I I 
know a lot of people have disagreed with me on that because I've already been on Twitter watching about how all these people talking about how Saquon Barkley's value has just diminished like crazy. And I, I disagree. I completely disagree. I think it stays exactly what it was. Now, Lev Bell's back, and when he was with the Steelers, his value is through the roof, right? But now he's in a different situation. So he's, in, he's with the Jets, right? He has to deal with that situation. What does his value look like to you now? You, I mean, gosh, I, can I be honest with you for yes. a minute? I am so sick of hearing about Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. <laughs> 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 I can't, I just can't take it, man. If, I mean, I'm sorry, I know, like, I, I, you know, I might be alone here on this, and I don't care. We all can have different opinions, but if I acted like those two did at my job, I'd be, I'd be fired in an instant. I, you know, I'd be replaced like that. You know, I just don't think that's what you know. That's how you portray yourself. And I get that players need to be, you know, they got, they got to do what they got to do to get their, get their earnings as well. And I get they're in the NFL, the toughest sport in the world. Um, so I, I get both sides, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I kind of lost a lot of a lot of respect for both of them, if I'm, if I'm being honest, but, you know, you want you, t- you asked about his value. Um, I just, I don't see him being what he was in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I think he's still going to be that guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. His patience is elite, and his vision is elite. Um, I got to, you know, I got to be honest, I'll put him, I'll, I'm going to have him probably around, uh, I'd probably have him around RB8 overall, I'd say. So, I mean, it's, he's still up there, obviously. He's still RB1 territory, but um, I just don't think he's, He's in the in the mix for being the number one overall running back in fantasy football. Shocker. Where's Delvin Cook though? Delvin Cook, I got him at ten. I want to say. I'm trying to think about the time I had him. Ten? There's, there's, no, there's nobody in front of him. What? There's nobody even around now. Yeah, there's no one to block for him either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's, it's it is what it is. I mean, what, yeah. This that was the thing about the Anthony Barks. I get what the Vikings fans are saying and whatnot when you got to go on signs and. Offensive lineman, but uh, Dennison, the new offensive line coach, that's going to be huge, man. And depend, you know who got draft? We got draft Garrett Bradbury out of NC State. Mm. Was, uh, man, with uh, Kubiak coming on board here in that zone scheme he runs, which is perfect for Dalvin Cook, by the way. Yeah. So, and I even I, I did go on Twitter and I said I could see Dalvin Cook being uh, also being the number one overall running back this year. I mean, I think that's very optimistic, especially being a homer and whatnot. But I mean, put him in Kubiak's system, perfect scheme fit for, for for Cook. We draft Garrett Bradbury, who is the best zone blocker in college football this year. Um, let's go, man! I think that's going to be that's going to be huge for Cook. Now, if that happens, I might put him like RB five or something like that. <laughs> wow, man! Um, as always, bro, we absolutely love hearing from you. Love talking to you. Um, there are so many people out here um, who are, are listening. Maybe they can possibly, you know, hear from you or at least read your articles, right? Tell them where they can find your articles. Um, and then if they can't, if they live close to you in that area where you're on the radio, tell them where they can find you on the radio. Oh, man, yeah. I've, uh, I've actually expanded a lot. Do you see the news about SF Dynasty 260 um, taking over the Dynasty section at uh, Gridiron Experts? Yeah. Yeah, man, that was huge for us, so... We're over at uh, we're over at Gridiron Experts. I've already been cranking out content like crazy over oh, there. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Um, and then even Dynasty Happy Hour hopped on with them and, and wrote a few articles for them. And and uh, yeah, they're a good good crew to work uh, work with. Um, DynastyHappyHour.com. Check it out over there. Um, all you Vikings fans, last word on sports. Um, I'm covering a lot of Vikings news and content, all the fun stuff over there. Um, I mean, you'll be. Once the season rolls around, we will be cranking out some previews and reviews of games and everything. So that's going to be 
those are all, those are some of my favorites to write. Is some, some of the, the Vikings content, also draft content. I mean, we've been cranking out draft profiles like crazy too. I mean, it's been this is the work never ends for us, and I, I mean, I love it. The grind is is the best, man. Um, for the radio station, though, I'm always tweeting that out. So I'm usually on uh, every Wednesday afternoon on the Scoop. Um, it's a uh, the radio station down in uh, Redwood Falls here in Minnesota. Um, so all you Minnesota guys. Check that out. I mean, if, if you're not from Minnesota, man, you can always listen to that on the on, online there. So it's always a good listen. We're do, right now. We're doing a segment called the the, uh, the fantasy football flyover. Um, so we're hitting every single team um, up until the season starts. So um, make sure you're checking that out. Yeah, just give me a follow on Twitter. You know, I tweet that out all the time. So at FF Dynasty underscore ZTP. Look, man, if you are out there and you're looking for your secret source, that thing you can go to and that that uh, website or that show you can go to and get information that nobody else has, you want to hear from an expert, this man is your guy, man. Zach is always coming with it. You hear how much he's studying. You hear what he's doing grind-wise. You got to go and check out his stuff. Check out his articles. Um, get Look, if you're online, go to that website and get that secret sauce so you can hop in your fantasy league and do your thing thing next season man because that's kind of what i'm looking for for you whoever you are right um if you're in my league please ignore this information and keep being sorry like you've been all right anyway um yo thank you again zach i appreciate you bro oh man i appreciate you all the all the kind words i I truly appreciate because yeah i mean the word the work i put in i I absolutely love and then just to you know just to hear the uh, the praise you give me is, is, is great man and you know i always love coming on the show here you're always fun to talk with, so, man, I appreciate you a lot. Yeah, man, you're the man, bro. Yo, thank you so much for joining us today. This is MTNV Sports. If you're listening and you like what you're hearing, then go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star rating. Um, if you're not going to do that, please feel free to just DM us your comments, and we will get better. And then once we do, <laughs> then you can go and give us the five-star rating we just so desperately want. Um, you, you deserve it, too, man. This it definitely deserves a five-star review for sure. No, thanks, man. Thanks. Um, And so thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a great and awesome day. Um, And we hope to see you or hear from you soon. Follow us on Twitter at MTNV Sports or on Instagram at MTNV Sports. We can't wait to hear from you. Have a blessed day. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, we're super happy to be talking to expert NBA analyst Chris Broussard, founder of the King Movement. Chris, what is the King Movement and what are some major events coming up soon? King Movement, King is an acronym that stands for Knowledge, Inspiration, and Nurture Through God. It essentially is a Christian men's movement, a national Christian men's movement. I want to invite all the men out to the King Summit, the fifth annual King National Summit. The theme this year is return to royalty because we as men need to return to being the royal priesthood that God has called us to be. And so I want to invite all men out there uh, to come check it out. Young men, older men, it's going to be a Friendship Baptist Church. We're going to have great, inspiring praise and worship. We're going to have enlightening workshops and breakout sessions. We're going to have... Uh, great prayer, great celebrity speakers and guests. Uh, and we're also going to have a three-on-three basketball tournament that anyone can play in. Please go register at kingmovement.com. That's kingmovement.com. 
as soon as possible. It is March 28th through the 31st, 28th through the 31st. Hey, thank you, Chris. That is in Atlanta, Georgia. Man, look, if it's anything like the huddle, you will not want to miss this event. Go register right now, right now at kingmovement.com.